0: let's go boys welcome back to the unfiltered section podcast today i'm speaking to josh who i originally met what was it two years ago
1: two years ago i can't oh i got we can't be out of our workplace but of our workplace <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, one call with this guy changed my life literally i spoke to him and he was like why don't you just do youtube i was like fuck yeah why don't i just do youtube and that's literally how all you boys have found me so josh would you explain to anyone
1: who's watching what exactly you do? All right, what well, I do. All right, guys, I am a qualified NLP practitioner. So that's neuro-linguistic programming. So I help people change their mindset, help people change their beliefs um, through one-on-one work, basically. That, that, in layman's terms, that's what I do. Mm. What do you think right now is the most common challenge or issue that you help guys with? I would say, like, it's what we talked about before. I would say limiting beliefs Mm. and also fear. Fear is the biggest one. Because most times, right, people know what they need to do. Like, they know. They know what they need to do. It's not like a shortage of information. It's just having the courage to actually go out and take action and do the thing. So most people just need a little bit of accountability. They just need somebody to hold them accountable to say, like, you you say you're going to do this. You say you want to achieve this. I'll hold you accountable. I'll help you with it. I'll challenge you when you're BSing yourself. That's all it is. It's not like you don't know what to do. You just need the courage to push yourself out there and do it. That, that, that's just it. That's some self-improvement. We can literally end the
0: podcast right here. That's all you, <laughs> that's all you needed to know, boys. You have to start taking action.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, Josh, why do you think a lot of these guys aren't taking action? You know what? Yeah, it's, it's simple, bro. It's fair. It's fair. You don't think that you can do it. You don't think that you're capable. It's, it's what we talked about before, limiting beliefs about what you believe is possible for yourself. Like, sometimes you can think that there's something that you want to do, there's something that you want to achieve, but you think that it's not for you. So you think that maybe there's something wrong with you as an individual. You think, like, you're broken as an individual. Or you think that your circumstances are are, are too hard for you to overcome. But really what it is is you, you just got to go for things. And, like, it sounds so simple when I say, like, go for things. Like, you've never heard that before. But it's different when you actually start taking the steps. You start taking the steps and doing it. Because, like, like saying something and doing things is something completely different. When you are it, and you're experiencing the thing, it's different, bro. It's like it's like heart attack. You're scared. You're like, oh, no don't know if I can do it. But it brings about a crazy level of growth. So it's about just stepping out and doing it. And this is what you're going to do when you speak. When you're watching Hamza's videos day to day to day, what he's actually showing you is he's showing, that, showing you what's possible. This guy's built a business. I remember when I, I, I we met in the gym, he was t- telling about all the things he was going to do. He's gone out there and done it. He's been consistent with his YouTube. You know, saying he's been uploading consistently, changing men's lives. I saw the testimonial. Y'all saw the testimonial, right? It's possible. It's just about first of all just taking the step and actually doing it. Like it doesn't have to be that complicated. Of course, the other mindset things that we, we we have to work on, certain things that you have to be addressed. But the thing about mindset work is that it's never gonna be a complete thing. You're never gonna be fully perfect. There's always gonna be something that you need to work on. But as long as you just screw your head on enough to be able to take a bit of action and, and do both at the same time, you'll be fine. Well said. Let's that's talk about bro. that
0: first day we met, man. Uh, so we worked in the same job. We like, yep. what was it? We were sending each other emails or something. We are like, yo, going
1: <laughs> to go to the gym later? <laughs> that's it. Yo, that's how it began. Um, we, we, I realized we both had a passion for the gym because we had another friend, Christian. He, he used to talk to you more. So um, Hamza was like, yeah, man, I train in the morning and I train at lunch. So... We got together and we trained at lunch and I realized I realized this guy was red pill. So I was like, I never <laughs> <run."> <laughs> somebody else. So, bro, honestly, we we click like that and start sharing ideas. And then yeah, he, here we are, man. Here we are like a whole year later. <laughs> with that original conversation you have
0: with a guy that you think might be red pills And you're slightly trying to, you're not going to outwardly say it, but you're slightly. like, yeah. the, What kind of YouTubers do you watch? Like, that's it ms but-
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro that's exactly how we started i was like ah, oh, a brother so I, could, <laughs> <laughs> so I could speak freely with hamza but yeah that's how we met man that's how we met
0: that brings us to an interesting point what do you think about how red pill
1: influences your mindset I think red pill is a beautiful thing. I think people take it to extremes though. You got to be careful with which red pillars you're listening to. Cause I feel the core message is self-improvement, which is, which is important for any man, especially as you're trying to develop and build your own thing. You need the self-improvement. So of course, mindset work. So reading books, developing yourself, taking action, things, taking risks and, and having those learning experiences. That's very, very important. And also, um, focusing on on yourself so putting yourself first like i know most guys make the same mistake we've all made it like in our early days where for example you meet a romantic interest you really really like them and then you make them your whole life and you think you're doing the right thing you, and as, as a result of that you forget about yourself and then you start being lazy in other areas of your life she takes over your whole life and then eventually she loses attraction that she leaves you, you know so yeah i think red pill is very very important but, but don't, take it to, don't take things to extremes. Because there's some men on there who are red pill and they're just bitter. They're bitter because they've been heartbroken. So you want to be careful of who you listen to. Mm. Do you know, mm.
0: that's definitely true. But I found that the guys who are red-pilled and bitter aren't mm-hmm. actually really red-pilled. They're mostly mm. the guys who are going in the transition period right now. They're the guys who hate women and they're, they're saying a lot of sexist, mm. horrible stuff. And they're actually mm. the blue pill guys. I actually made a video, which I, I've never released to anyone, but it's sitting in the like private, if anyone wants a direct link to it, where I, I titled mm-hmm. it, Blue Pill Men Are Clueless, Bitter, and a Danger to Society. And oh, yeah. The, the, the horrible red pill misogynistic sexist guy is mm-hmm. actually just a blue pill guy who just suddenly got onto red pill. He's learned mm-hmm. everything about shit tests and games <laughs> and uh, the 80-20 rule and everything. Mm-hmm. And now he's turned bitter. He's just going through the anger period.
1: But That's it, the red pill rage as is- they call it
0: That's it, red pill rage, give him 6 months, give him 12, 12 months If he has got, if he doesn't have limiting beliefs If he booked mm-hmm. a call with Josh Then you're going to see him transform into that that Ideal self-improved guy who Eventually understands that you can't hate women For
1: being women and you all you've got to do Is focus on your own improvement That's it man, work on that Unconscious as well, the, the unconscious mind Is an important thing that when talking about living beliefs uh, One thing I find Amazing is that a lot of the limiting beliefs you get, you get from like childhood experiences or things that all like traumatic experiences where you decide that this is the type of person I'm going to be. And, and this is it. And you're not consciously aware you're making this decision, but unconsciously you just kind of accept that kind of thing. And I remember one of the, my favorite, favorite, favorite stories or analogies in like the like personal development world is the example of the elephant. You know, like what they do to like baby elephants when they take him to, uh, what do you call it, to the circus? Like, they, they tie them up to that, that rod, the, like a, a, a stake in the ground or whatever. To, and, and because the elephant's a baby and it's not strong enough to pull itself away from the, the rod, it struggles. So it struggles and struggles and struggles. And it comes to a point where the elephant gets worn down and it's like, you know what, bonnet, I ain't going to pull on this little rod no more. I, I won't be able to escape this thing. And eventually it grows. And it grows to the point where it's so big that it could just tear down the place. It could just smash up the circus, choke the, the owner, smash it up. But it doesn't try anymore. Right, because it doesn't think that it can do it. But so, just because you've had experiences in the past or you've had things that happened to you in the past that you couldn't overcome or you struggled in the past does not mean that it equals the same in the future. So mindset work, subconscious, believing beliefs, like Hamza said, it's important, man. That's such a great analogy. Do you know,
0: perhaps one or two years ago, I would have been thinking, what the hell are you guys talking about? Just, just tell me yeah. how many reps to do in the gym. Just tell me what line to use when I speak to the mm-hmm. girl. Like why are they talking? Mm-hmm. What the fuck's limiting beliefs? Like why are you being mm-hmm. weird, man? But now mm-hmm. I realize how important this is because every book I'm reading emphasizes how important your thoughts are and your belief system is. At mm-hmm. first I thought it was that feminine law of attraction, just say mm-hmm. you'll be a millionaire you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> but now I realize, boys, a lot of the guys I'm I'm speaking to, and I'm sure Josh will experience this, that a lot of the guys you come to, it's like perfectly that the elephant analogy they've got that chain around them from something that happened mm-hmm. as a child and they don't realize that the chain is just in their mind that mm-hmm. oh they can't go to the gym because seven years ago they tried to and they couldn't get consistent a lot mm-hmm. recently even if this goes quite deep and quite traumatic you, you mentioned this the childhood traumatic experiences a couple of guys mm-hmm. i'm coaching were abused as children i made that mm-hmm. binge in video because this is something i i keep continuously seeing with guys mm-hmm. who binge eat with guys who overdose on drugs and mm-hmm. abuse as children and it's almost like even when they're 30 years old and very successful they have a perception of themselves as somewhat of bad people who deserve to not be a, like a healthy weight and it's almost like they're somewhat mm-hmm. either punishing themselves or they've still got a certain level of anxiety because of that event and now they overdose on on junk
1: food or the drug to ease yeah. that level of anxiety it's true it's true and it all stems from sometimes a deep rooted fear that you don't believe that you're worthy of love and that's one of the the deepest things you may not be like you know, what i don't believe i'm worthy of love it, sometimes that's what it is like especially with i think for like binge eating I've, I've noticed like when somebody's had like a traumatic experience maybe they've been abused or whatever Sometimes that's a coping mechanism. You start binge eating or you start overeating to get overweight, to, to repel people from coming to you because you're afraid. You know, so it, it, it gets deep like that, you know? So it's true, like, which is why it's so important. Like, it, I think every man should involve should invest in counseling, counseling or therapy. There is a, therapy is a beautiful thing, honestly. So it gets all that stuff out of you. Sometimes you need to do that deep work. Mm. Dude, that's mm. exactly what one guy actually said,
0: that, when he d- dove deep into it He took my recommendation To start journaling Really really diving deep Into why he binge eats And he said mm-hmm. One of the reasons Is definitely because He feels safer much heavier weight Because he's mm-hmm. less Physically attractive Less desirable
1: To mm-hmm. any potential abuser Yeah It's crazy man It's crazy But the thing is It's like Your mind is actually Working for you But it's just Not working for you In the way that you Want it to go Your mind is just Trying to keep you safe It's like Yo What happened back then That can't happen again boy let's eat so it it does it but so your unconscious is like yeah let's keep you safe your conscious mind is like i want relationships so journaling is a powerful thing man honestly like uh similar to hamza i remember last year when you were when you when you were making your transition and doing your own thing i remember we spoke about um journaling and we talked about having a gratitude journal as well so doing that deep work guys if you don't do it stop like journaling is a powerful thing especially when you're just writing out how you feel because there's no right or wrong way to do it but as you do it you get better at, um, at like highlighting the emotions that you're feeling I feel like when I started journaling like I was like I don't know how I feel I was like I feel fine or right? I feel good but as you do it you get better at like oh I feel a little bit of fear oh I feel a little bit anxious oh I feel a little bit this so it will change your life it makes you more open to, to new experiences as well so journaling What Hamza said, bang on. What would you say to the guy who says, generally, nah, that's for girls. I'm not keeping a diary. You're okay. Bro, just shoot yourself in the foot then. Shoot yourself in the foot. It's one of those ones where it's a therapeutic thing. And it sounds very simple. And that's what most things are. They're simple. But it's not until you actually do the practice that you find out there's certain things in you that you're not even aware of, that are controlling. It brings out the unconscious. It brings things to conscious awareness. Like, um, I remember last year I had a mentor who, who got me on this, the, the journaling. He said, I want you to start fear journaling. Because you're saying that the real reason that you don't have the things that you want or you don't go for the things that you want is that you're afraid. Another time, if you were telling me that, I was like, me, afraid? <laughs> I've read all these books. <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything. Right? So um, I started journaling, bro. And deep things were coming out. Like, like the fear of believing that you're not worthy of things. And that came up from journaling. From, from writing things, I was like, why do I feel afraid? Why do I feel anxious? It's important that these things come up because once they come up and you, you acknowledge and you realize the areas that you, you may be afraid of where your living beliefs are, they no longer control you. Now you have a choice, but you need to get that awareness. Without that awareness, you, you just you, you carry on moving on autopilot. Mm. So it's true, it's, it's life changing, man, honestly. Like, how did you get into journaling yourself? Have you shared the story of how you got into that? It was when I
0: took that science of well being course. So I mentioned that yeah. course so many times to the boys. It's like a free course on Coursera. And she mentions the importance of gratitude journaling and of meditation. And so as mm-hmm. I took that course since May 12th, I've missed less than 10 days of both practices, which is insane <laughs> consistency for a guy who's literally never been consistent in anything else apart from lifting weights before. Mm-hmm. And it, oh, man, it's there's so many analogies you can use to try and describe it to someone, but it's, it's only when it happens to you that you understand how important it is. And so it, it really goes back to the, just taking action, stop listening to your mind, which tells you that it's not beneficial and listen to the minds of men who hopefully you can trust because the world has been forever changed by the journals of successful, powerful men. I have meditations by Marcus Aurelius, probably one of the most well-known journals ever made. And, There's got to be a reason why pretty much every single successful man ever has a journal. There's got to be a reason why 80% of successful people meditate. It's because it works. It's just that you're a complete beginner. You're a noob right now. And so you've you've meditated twice. You journaled
1: once and you're like, oh, this stuff doesn't work. Mm -hmm. What do you say to a guy like that? Bro, when I say to a guy like that, I'm saying, you know what? Don't don't judge it until you've given it a, a proper run. I said, give it at least a month. Uh, like you you'll see the difference like I see I was the same I was exactly the same like when I had the mentor who got me on that the, like for the first I'll say maybe the first three weeks I didn't do it so we hadn't we had a consultation call. it's like oh so have you been doing the mindset work that I gave you the journals there and I was like no I was like I don't need it and once again oh, i've been reading all these books and it's like nah you won't be successful until you do it like he told me listen if you want to continue staying where you are right now right don't do it because you need, this is what, like, all, I I couldn't I wouldn't say all, but i say the large majority, at least 95% of, of successful people do these practices. And it makes a difference. Like, for example, gratitude journaling. What you're actually doing is you're training your mind to, to perceive things, to, to acknowledge what you have already. And when you have that focus of, 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 of the awareness of what you have already and you're grateful for it, your energy changes. And you're more likely to, and people are more likely to give you things. People are more likely to be more receptive to you. And I remember when I started after the first month or so, I was, I was happy. Like, I remember I was, I, was working, I was working a job that I hated at the time, but I was, I was logging on and I was pleasant. I used to have an attitude with the customers. But I was like, you know, today's a good day. But you notice the difference when you stop. I remember those was a period where, like, during like second lockdown, where I went through like a week or two where I didn't do it. And I noticed that attitude coming back. Mm. So it, it does make a difference, but like, it's something that you have to see for yourself. Like you can listen to me, you can listen to Hamza telling you over and over again to do it, but you can't understand the thing until you do it. There's certain things a book can't explain, and, and that's one of them until you actually practice it. Well, Josh, I've got some
0: advice for you and for any guy watching if you're trying to get into gratitude journaling. Well, mm-hmm. a client actually gave me this fantastic idea. Keep your journal literally right next to your bed Pen right there. Mm -hmm. Soon as you wake up, grab it and start writing. And Mm -hmm. imagine the the powerful, the power of that. You're going to wake up after, let's say, you know, 66 days, however long it takes a habit. And you're going to be in the habit of waking up feeling grateful. Mm -hmm. Is that not like a superpower? Because most of you guys are waking up after like six hours of sleep at 2 p.m., just mm-hmm. all over your bed sheets from last night's only fact. <laughs> and imagine the comparison of this. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've noticed, obviously, you know, it makes me more grateful. When you're more grateful, you're more happy. But what I've noticed for a lot of you guys who are currently trying to get girls as well, it makes you so much more attractive to everyone. Mm-hmm. But if a lot of you guys mm-hmm. okay, you're just horny motherfuckers, you're trying to get some girls. It makes you so much more attractive to them. No girl has ever had a guy. Say that he's grateful that she came on the date with him. Apart from the girls yeah. that I dated, it's like their jaw drops when I say that to them because they're mm-hmm. used to guys like you know, you know, acting cool and oh. know, all this stuff. And here's like a guy like me actually saying like, "Sarah, I'm grateful you came out today." Mm-hmm. Am I not like the sweetest guy? Were you gonna <laughs> expect that from a guy like me? It, it, mm-hmm. it makes someone so happy when you say that. And so one of the mm-hmm. things that I did for Josh as well Is I started doing letters of gratitude Instead of just journaling
1: How did that feel when <laughs> I sent that to you? Bro, it felt beautiful I was just like I, started, I was like <laughs> I like screenshot I was like, I like this It's in my files, bro It made me so happy Like, it, it, my energy was like I was like, I, I really like Hamza I do But um, honestly, it is different When you're able to express gratitude to people It's different It's, like, it's kind of like complimenting people like, um, there are different kinds of compliments that you can give. So you can give, like, a, a generic one, like, oh, you look nice today or, or like, um, I like what you did there. But they're, they're a compliment is significantly more powerful when you can, like, address something or a quality in a person and give an example of when they did it. And that's what your letter did. Like, um, for example, rather than saying, um, Sarah, I think you're really smart, you can be like, Sarah, man, I really admire the fact that you're really smart. Like, when you handled this challenge, yada, yada, I thought that was really amazing it carries a lot more weight Mm. when when you give an example because it just shows that you're paying attention to people. And people value that, man. People want to feel important. Like, all deep down, we're all me monsters. We all love ourselves. But if somebody can acknowledge us and see us and appreciate us, oh, man, people will fall in love with you, man. They'll never want you to leave. Literally.
0: you you read this book. All the boys have read this book. A huge part Mm -hmm. of it is making the other person feel appreciated, make them feel important. and mm. perhaps the, the easiest and best way to do that is to tell them mm-hmm. you're grateful for them there's probably no mm-hmm. better compliment because you don't even have to really say anything else you say you're grateful mm-hmm. for them and that's an overall compliment of everything that they've done for you it's insane yeah. how, how happy someone feels and how they respond back to you and it literally mm-hmm. takes like seconds out of your day to write this letter for josh it took me perhaps two minutes 30 seconds because mm-hmm. what happened if you don't know I started doing letters of gratitude instead of just gratitude journaling so every day I would title it to someone so I did Josh I did some old friend I did my family and I just write all the things that I was grateful and then what I'd do is I'd send them a picture and also read it out to them on voice note for like
1: extra personal touch so they could hear my voice
0: and how, yeah. how does that
1: make you feel it feels beautiful and I remember I did similar a similar practice as well like, I remember those, I can say it now because I don't work there no more. I used to work at Victoria's Secrets. So, uh, <laughs> that's like one of my first seven jobs I did. And uh, I, there were all these different girls. And I remember before I left, actually, no, it was, not even before I left, there was a, there was a period. I don't know why I did it, but I just wanted to write everybody a letter. So, there were like 80 different girls there. So, I wrote every single girl a letter. I was like, wow. Yeah, I was like, Chloe, you know, what I really like well, I think you're beautiful. Yeah, I really like the fact that you did this and this and this for me and I always relish this memory. And I tell you now when they all received it the next day I was treated like a king bro worship they were like ah Josh thank you everyone was so nice and the thing that touched me was like even a couple years later a girl messaged me and said I've still got the letter and it just shows you how rare it is like a lot of people don't get that like what happens people don't show them gratitude they don't show them appreciation they don't or maybe they like maybe they they think it but they don't say it to them and those words stick with people so that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, a powerful practice, a powerful even Hamza, I still got it right now and I'm gassed with it. So it, it makes a massive difference being able to do that. Mm. So then let's say the guy who's
0: watching this right now is thinking, okay, it makes other people feel nice, but what's in it for me?
1: What's in it for you? Like I think the the hell, the betterment of your own relationships, I think. Like, of course, I think it's twofold. Like when you when you appreciate when you show gratitude to somebody else. I think it does something for you as well, because when you give and you see that they're happy or better yet, even if it's not outcome dependent, when you give, I think you, I personally feel good when I give. When I give, I think, wow, you know, I've done a good thing. Even if the person doesn't show the gratitude themselves, because you're giving from a place of this is who I am, not dependent on the outcome that they get. But what you often find is that when you do do it, your relationships will improve. Like people will, people will like you more when you 're showing gratitude to them when you 're telling them what you think when you're showing them the appreciation, like one practice from that book how to win friends influence influence people that I did do was listening, just being a better listener, so like you you, you go in and you gauge people and you talk to them and you you take interest in what they 're interested in so they let's say like one of one of my boys who I met over locked up <laughs> social distancing, and we trade we trained we train together, so he lives around the corner from me and we go to my friend 's house han he's got a garden gym so I had to build a relationship with him And we'd speak in the car And I realised that he was really, really fond of his brother Like, he's a younger brother His brother's like 17, but he's a beast So he's really proud of his brother's strength So, when I hopped in the car i will just talk to him about his brother i will be like, wow, how's your brother doing it? And this guy would go on, he'd talk and talk and talk And before you know it, we're there and, and before you know it's like, you're like you're like Oh, you know, I really like these conversations I have with you, Josh But I've not spoken one word about myself He's been speaking about him But he enjoys the company he enjoys hanging out with me. So it's improved the relationship and the rapport. Now he goes out of his way to help me out. He just picks me up sometimes for him to go to the gym. I don't have to ask, right? But that's just as a result of me paying attention to him, making him feel important, talking about the things that are important to him. Because people often don't take interest in other people. People talk about themselves. So it's, it's a powerful practice. There is so much benefit for you. It's just that
0: you've got to use more of your brain cells to understand what the benefit is because instantly it feels like okay, you're doing something nice for someone else. But mm-hmm. that, that act of kindness always comes around because let's imagine mm-hmm. some scenarios. Josh wrote all those letters for those girls. He's going to be walking past the city one time and a group of those girls are going to be in some kind of restaurant. They're going to be in some bar and they're all going to be like shouting his name to tell him to come join them for a bit. I wrote him that letter. If I end up walking past his house or where he's training, it's like instantly I'm going to be invited into the gym workout. Instantly. Mm-hmm. Follow mm-hmm. the how to win friends principles. I've literally got influencers lined up to come and do these podcasts just because I spoke in their terms instead of mine. I didn't say, oh, I've got a podcast. Would you care to help me with my... No, I said, i got an audience of X. I'll be mm-hmm. sending them straight to your platform. You're bound to get a couple of guys who will go on to your stuff. I talk directly in terms of theirs. I've got like a whole list of unopened Instagram messages right now of guys who are far more successful than me, who are actually really keen to get onto the podcast with me. That's my benefit. My business is growing because I'm following these tactics.
1: That's it. You're appealing to their self-interest. That's it. So you know, it's not about you speaking about what you want. It's about speaking to what they want. And uh, it applies to marketing, applies to business and everything. Like, um, for example, like let's say you're you're starting a business and you want to, I don't know, let's say, okay, for example, let's say you're, you're a personal trainer. The personal trainers that do do well are the ones who appeal to the person. Somebody like, I'm going to help you lose weight quickly. Like, that's something that appeals to me. It's not like, uh, like, so. rather than me saying, you know what? I want to really train you to help you change your mindset through lots of hard work over three months time so that you can feel for your best fulfilled life. That doesn't appeal to people as much as like i want to i'm going to help you lose weight real quick i'm going to help you get into the best body or best shape of your life because you're speaking in their language their verbiage not yours so so that's true
0: it all links together you get to speak mm. in their language in terms of their interests when you listen to them and mm. one of the, the things that i've noticed when i coach a lot, bunch of you young guys especially the ones who are semi-professional in the tech industry especially have this type of mindset where they think like oh no Like, social skills aren't needed. I don't even need to know about people skills because I'm just a coder. Well, Mm -hmm. what are you coding? You're coding a product for the people. Imagine Mm -hmm. you compared to the guy who has got social skills. He's going to get the job. He's going to get the contract. And he's also going to develop a better product because he knows Mm -hmm. who he's talking to. Even Mm in a a niche, a field like that, where you're not directly speaking to the
1: consumer, you'd heavily Mm -hmm. benefit from still leveling up your social skills. Mm -hmm. Social skills are important. man, and It's also about being likable as well. Because I think people will, will overlook your, your issues or overlook your flaws if they like you. Like, I remember there's this book called Lynchpin. And there's an example of um, some, some guy. He used to work in a hospital. Okay, and he like he wasn't like the greatest doctor or whatever, but he'll sit at the bedside of, of the people, he was, the patients he was working with, and he'll talk them through what was going to happen. So he's like, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and this, and this. And what they found out was that even though there were errors, sometimes when the doctor would make an error or or they'll, they'll mess up the mess of the treatment, the, the patients were less likely to sue them just because they liked him, because he spent more time with them, because you don't sue people you like. So... It, it, it's the same thing. Like if you like really invest in your social skills, really work on like appealing to people's self-interest, really work on like really paying attention to what people say and then talking about what they like, that makes a massive difference. So you need, you do need the social skills. Mm. And this, it boils down to that mindset because social skills, mm. all of this, the ability to,
0: to want to listen and to speak in their terms, not just, you know, I mean, first level upgrade from your normal behavior is to do it in, in, you know, a forced way just because you're, you're trying to get something from them. You, you understand that listening's better, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a bit of an improvement. But what you want is actually you want to listen to them, not just for the benefit, but because you start realizing that everyone needs to talk. Like the overwhelming majority of people need to talk. And I honestly don't know many people at all, I, maybe a handful, if even that, of people who actually listen. Most people, when they're in a conversation, they're not even talking and listening. They don't trade roles of talking and listening like me and Josh are doing here. We're, we're doing this so well because we've read this book and because we've practiced this skill. But most people, I'm sure you'll agree, is it's like two people are talking. It's just that they're having a break of talking whilst they let the other person talk. But they're not listening to him while he's mm-hmm. talking about something else. They, they've already generated the sentence that they're going to be
1: saying. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's true it's like oh i can't like while they're talking i can't wait to share my example of this well oh it's like when this happened to me (laughs) you're like bro (laughs) you don't just hear what i just said i just opened up to you (laughs) no questions yeah man it's different like when you have those um those 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 follow-up questions somebody says something like oh really you did this how did this happen what made you do this those questions are are questions are often not asked and that's why, like I'd say, I don't have a lot of super, super close friends that I could talk to you like that, because a lot of people don't listen. How like Hamza listens is very good. Some of my friends hardly listen. People do stuff, but it, it's it's a dialogue. But for most people, it's a monologue. They just nah, 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 about what I want to talk and talk about what I've done in my experiences, and it and it's draining. It is very draining. So once again, you you would fare well to to, to practice this. Read the book. Practice the principles.
0: Mm.
1: So this is kind of like the bigger movements
0: of self-improvements. The Mm -hmm. ultimate purpose after you've reached your potential is to try and get other people onto it. One Mm -hmm. one time someone asked me a fantastic question. Okay, I'm reading this book and I'll be doing these principles, but no one's doing it for me. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know what? That's exactly right. Because you're part of like the privileged society who have been given this knowledge right now. That's Mm -hmm. why once it works for you and you realize how much more people like you, you're going to start yeah. preaching this book to everyone else because you're going to wish to, to have
1: conversations with another guy who's read the book. That's it. And it goes back to your video where you talked about that uh, yeah, no man's an island, there the, was it, the lone wolf dies alone. That's it. So you want to start building a community because like, as you start reading, what you, you naturally just, you become a leader. It is what it is. Because a lot of people don't want to take the effort to do the self-improvement. They don't want to watch the videos. They don't want to do the deep work. They don't want to push themselves out of the comfort zone. But as you do that, you, you become a model to other people. People start looking at you like, I wonder what he's got. Okay, and then you're in a position where you can start preaching it. Maybe you can start your own groups and, and involve other people. You, you get involved in this community that Hamza's got as well, where you, you're talking to other men underneath the comments. Because you, you need other people. Because if, like, self-improvement can be a lonely place. So you want, to be, you want to surround yourself with other people who are on a similar journey to you. Because one, it empowers you it gives you energy and it gives you and it and it's encouraging as well to see other people on the same path that's a really important point that self improvement can be a very lonely path what is your mm. self improvement story my self oh man like it goes back there the layers to this okay so initially it started off uh, in sports so i used to play football i was i was i was decent i played to a high level so i remember i was, I was playing for united at one point and then i got released and it was like heartbreak hotels. Like, oh no! Me, a few seconds. No worries. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know when you're ready, that current brother. Sorry about that. Mom yeah, cool. You're playing football for United. Yeah. yeah, so I got released, man. So I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't deemed good enough to, to carry on playing. So I remember. I- Like um, there was a point where I I went to another trial. So this was like when I was 17, 18, but old and athletic and I didn't get in. And I remember I said I wasn't going to go to uni because in my mind, I was thinking I'm going to go play pro, but it didn't work out. So at that point I was like, damn, what am I going to do? So I started gymming and I started like, you know how you see those, those, those cringe motivational quotes. You see like, Oh, you know, you can do it. (laughs) So I started reading, I started reading books. And that kind of thing. So I, I was reading books, and I was like new to that kind of thing in the gym. So I tried to build up my own business. That that plummeted in that field. But then where it really got deep was when I first when I had my first heartbreak. That's what did it. So there's a girl that I was uh, I was talking to that I used to work with, and I really liked her. I did all the simpy things, and it, it, it blew. up. Uh, you know I have to share the story. I have to share the story because it's embarrassing for it. It encourages the people. So I remember uh, I was persistently pursuing her. And she wasn't feeling me, but I wasn't like comprehending the sounds. So I was like, you know, maybe I just need to try a little bit harder. So I remember at the workplace, uh, it was like Valentine's Day. No, no, it was Christmas, close to Christmas. So, you know, in, in town, how they, they have those people who are like selling the roses and the chocolates. I got all these roses and I got all these Ferrero Rochers, like, you know, the big box, the big ones. We have like and <laughs> <laughs> so We got those coconut ones, bro. <laughs> you know, the custom was boy. And I wrote a card. I was like, oh, I really like you. I even you know what? It was so cringe, bro. Cause I liked it a lot. And I knew her favorite color was green. And she used to like those green jelly babies. So I even drew green jelly babies on the card and colored them in. And I put it oh, green jelly babies. So, <laughs> Oh, <same>. so um, <laughs> I did it. And I, I brought him to work you it. And I put him in a locker and I, I went to her industry and I went, I left something for you. So <laughs> she goes and sees it. And, um, she gets a card and then she goes, I got you a card. So i then the ship. She goes, she, She's like, Make sure you read the card. So I read the card and then she, I open the card and it's like, Ah, yeah, thank you for that. I like you as a brother. <laughs> 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 stab in the chest. <laughs> Ble- <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. And you think that, you think it'll end there, right? It didn't end there. So so oh, so she's like, we'll be friends. So uh, simply me was like, oh, you know fine. You know, we, we can be friends. Maybe I'll win her over. So we carry on. And I still tr- kept trying to make moves over and over again. And eventually it got to the point where I saw a video on YouTube where it showed all these people, all these guys are like, professing their love to their friends, their, their female friends. And all the girls were like, yeah, I want to be in a relationship with you. So I tried one more time. I rang and I was like, I just want you to know that I really like you. And then she was like, now, nah, man, I can't see you anymore. I, we, we, this can't, can't, this can't happen anymore. It's like, I don't like you like that. Yada, yada, yada. And then she, she cut me out of her life like that. So that was like the deepest, deepest heartbreak I've ever felt. Like, bro, I was crying on the treadmills in the gym. It was that bad. So um, at what that, that you point, I... with cardio. <laughs> 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 you know it, boy. I was crying. It's so embarrassing because you're telling all your boys in the group chat, like, hey, this is good. They're like, yeah, man, go for it. It blew up in my face, and so I was crying on the treadmill. I'll never forget this. It was a Thursday. I was crying on <laughs> <in> the treadmill, <laughs> and I, I thought, "Bro, this is never gonna happen to me again." This feeling that I have, this can't happen. I guess so I got real deep into it, this personal development. And years on, here we are, learning about the red pill and everything. So <laughs> that's what got me in it. How about you? I don't think I've ever heard your personal development story like that, though. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
0: It was a little bit similar to that, but imagine with multiple different girls over a one or two year period getting intense crushes for girls and not having any confidence to do it, just trying to, you know, build up to speaking to them in classroom and like stuttering yeah. whilst I say it. And then mm-hmm. six months later seeing that they had like a, a new boyfriend on Facebook and feeling my uh-huh. heart just yeah, crumble, just going mm-hmm. to sleep, cuddling my pillow every night, thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> it a dry hump in my pillow. <laughs> nothing worked man honestly I had absolutely zero success with girls but a lot of it honestly was because of limiting beliefs that's why I, I really wanted Josh to come onto this podcast because it was I was so so convinced that girls wouldn't like me because I was brown skinned and so it you know, my my theory became correct, but it wasn't because I was brown skin. It was because I framed it like a pussy. I went into every single interaction already thinking that she doesn't like me. And now compare that to now when I go into every single interaction already thinking that they love me. And the success mm-hmm. is, is tenfold different. So mm-hmm. every single girl I had a crush on, nothing worked. I, I wouldn't exactly simp because I just didn't have the confidence to even message them more than what was like socially acceptable. But I'd send them mm-hmm. stuff like, um, oh, hey, what you doing? They'd be like, oh, I'm just getting ready. What about you? And I'd be like, oh, I'm speaking to a cute girl on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> just no reply for like five hours. straight. <laughs> 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 I ended up finding all the stuff online, but I didn't even dive deep into it at first. I, I, I remained on a very, very basic level for a long time. Got a girlfriend. Then... After breaking up with this girlfriend, I had that full-on heartbreak, depression period for like a whole 28 days of mm-hmm. fully, fully being so, so upset that I lost like the girl that I planned my life with. And it wasn't even like a simping thing. It wasn't even that she broke up with me. It was literally just she dropped out of uni for health problems and moved like 100 miles away. So it was like mm-hmm. it was full-on as bad as the, the heartbreak could be because you still wanted to be together. Yeah. I wasn't going to do any kind of long. Even at this point, I had the sense to not do a long-distance relationship. So I'm so <laughs> glad. And then straight after that, obviously, I started getting into pickup. I started getting into mm-hmm. night game, especially in clubs, because that was my scene. And mm-hmm. doing a little bit of YouTubing on that, eventually found like stuff at like AMS and Red Pill. Mm-hmm. And since that point, following the Red Pill's standard advice, there's been zero times that they've been wrong. Like quite literally every single time I followed their advice with a girl, I've gotten mm-hmm. a the girl. Every time mm-hmm. that I, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll, uh, they're wrong because I, I've selected mm-hmm. like a lot of girls now. I'm, I'm sure I'm better than the red pill. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> and then get my heart broken again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do. You think that. So. Oh, don't worry. It's different this time now brother They've got to be right. <laughs> <laughs> play the play by the rules bro no one no one's better than it understand human nature for what it is that's exactly what it is i think because we started this call speaking about
0: you know the the percentage of red pill guys who are really really sexist and, and bitter the thing is because of the way it's structured you often start to think the red pill is that group of guys so you start to think oh are these guys right or are they wrong and that's mm-hmm. the issue the red pill isn't the subreddit it isn't the guys it, it is literally just the natural order of things every single person mm-hmm. was naturally red pilled 100 years ago and society mm-hmm. made us blue pill and that's why we struggle with girls for probably mm-hmm. one of the first generations ever who fully fully struggle with girls mm-hmm. because it's unnatural to be acting unmasculine it's unnatural mm-hmm. to be acting like extremely feminine that the, mm-hmm. the society wants you to and the society's wanted women to act really masculine so it's thrown it all off and now also because of the internet because hypergamy is porn steroids because of the internet a few <laughs> percentage of guys are getting the overwhelming majority of girls because why would a girl <laughs> settle for like your average ass when at the same time the same effort that she could get you she could also <laughs> swipe on a guy who's been working out for 10 years and of course the guy's going to right swipe every girl on <laughs> tinder anyway so
1: Oops. it's a nice like, right it's true man it's true like the the absence of the father figure as well makes a massive difference it does like i think was it during the world war time that that was that was the period where the father was away and the dad had to be uh, the, the son or the boys had to be raised by the mother you go to school you're raised by female teachers so you, you haven't really got the male model and then of the male models that you have there are not many who are fully masculine masculine like that so it, you do need them. Um, figure because like even me as well like i've been raised from a single parent household and i love my mom to, to death she she can't teach me to be a man she can only teach me her idea of what a man is right and and that, that's what a woman can do she can't teach you what to do they've got the idea of what it is right and, it, and it's like you know do the right thing say the right thing be there for your woman all the time put, put her first it sounds like the right thing to do but when you look but when you look at women, what what do they emotionally respond to? What they say they want and what they emotionally respond to is completely different. Like the type of guys that your mom dated are completely different to the type of guy that she may be trying to get you to 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 become. It's completely different, which is why it's so important. The work that you're doing is very, very important. Helping men become men again, getting in touch with their masculine core, that self improvement. That that's 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 like the essence of being a man pursuing going forward after things so it's the truth man it's the truth it's a noble work thank you but this this goes that deep honestly at least for me
0: i don't know if any guys watching this who agrees for a long time on the red pill i I was only on that basic level i just thought okay how do i get girls teach me the exact lines to say teach me the workout routines that's it's just the basic level and maybe i was you know i'm a dumbass so it took me a while but i've now realized that it goes so much deeper onto that that societal level that josh just mentioned that it started with the death of the father it actually started with feminism and it's i never thought i'd be a guy who'd ever say anything bad about feminism because i was raised to think it was so incredibly important and i still do but Mm -hmm. it it had consequences that no one really knew about and it's a very very weird topic to talk about because the moment you mention it as a man, you're sexist, you're a misogynist, Mm -hmm. you're a bad person. And Mm -hmm. that instantly means that we can't ever be critical of something like that. And we are are where we are today as a species because of our level of critical thinking, because that's how Mm -hmm. we've optimized everything. And Mm -hmm. equal rights was absolute, like it shouldn't have even been something that was only brought in a hundred years ago. We should have had it from Mm -hmm. the start, but it's Mm -hmm. absolutely needed. But the consequence of that meant that The family was okay without the father because now the government will provide. And so your Mm -hmm. purpose as a man has been destroyed. Every single guy watching this is roughly 20-ish years old. Every single one of us would have been married with kids right now. Imagine how different your life would have been if you had like two little versions of you. Imagine, you. there's your purpose. You wouldn't be watching a guy like me on YouTube to tell you what your purpose should be.
1: There's Mm -hmm. your purpose. Mm -hmm. What are you without that? it's true your life is empty without purpose man. you need you need direction because i feel like without purpose you do stupid things man you do like without like the i think there's a, a passage a biblical proverb that says without without perish my people no without a vision my people perish and you do like you, you start doing dumb things you start like you start fapping all the time you be busting nuts all over yourself like <laughs> you're watching you watch you binge on netflix right because you need some sort of direction you need some sort of aim something to to put all your energy into something to pursue because that's the essence of masculine energy to to go out and break forth. And it it speaks to who we are. Like when you think about most men, what what kind of movies do we like? We like action movies. We like, we like sports, like football, rugby, where you're like, ah, you're breaking through some barrier. You're overcoming some sort of resistance. And 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 that's what it's about. You need something like that, something to pursue. So like your your ideas are actualizing your ideal self. That journey, man, that gives you structure. That gives you discipline. And uh, for some people, you may think yeah, like you can be in a place where you're beating yourself up and you think that you're, you're worthless and there's something wrong with you. Sometimes it's just that you. it's not so that there's nothing wrong with you. It's just that you need something tangible, something to pursue. I think that you need that. I, the devil makes work of idle hands, as they say. Lately, true. Very, very mm. much true. What's your purpose? My purpose. My purpose at the core is to help men become their best selves at the core. That that's what I do. So it's all about personal development, empowering and encouraging people that are at the core. And there are many different channels that you can do this. So I think purpose is the core, but don't get so stuck on, on the way that you go about things because you can you can limit yourself in one avenue. So like, for example, it can be done through YouTube videos, so encouraging videos. It can be done through drama and plays because I write plays as well. So I write plays about real life and kind of things challenges and challenges that seeing people overcome. So the different funnels that you can do it because I think with purpose, we can be real linear and think that it's just one particular thing that you do. But p- purpose has layers. So mm-hmm. sometimes you, it starts off with like your interests. You you, you you go into your interests, you, you experiment with those. And then sometimes you can find that, like going back to the football example that I gave, where I used to play football. It started off with football. I thought football was a thing for me. But sometimes when you pursue it, you find out that the thing that you're going down or the path that you're going down isn't necessary for you. You like the idea of it till so you find out that you know what I don't actually like this thing but then it leads to something else and then you do something else and then once you've exhausted that and you're like ah this isn't it it leads to something else the layers do it and then eventually you get to the the, the pinnacle so I think it's important not to just box yourself down into one thing but just start off with what you're interested in and mm-hmm. explore that and, and it leads to something else but that is 100% true Your your purpose will continuously
0: change because your purpose is literally just the most important mission for you right now Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. if you pursue it or if you don't pursue it what's going to happen in in months or years is that new stuff is just going to open to you some some new doors will open to you that you didn't know previously and so sometimes Mm -hmm. you're just going to be hit with some kind of huge realization that you've got to save the polar bears and so (laughs) but you wouldn't know that up until you traveled to the antarctica 10 years from now Mm -hmm. and so you've got to open Hopefully, have a purpose throughout life. Now it won't be the same one, but as long as you've got something that's bigger than yourself, it's self-transcending. You're you're going go to go take some action right now. Mm-hmm. Your cost of inaction is it's not very much. You're not missing out on much because why would you work hard? Oh yeah, you, if you if you put in overtime, you might get an extra two hundred pounds for it. the. It's nothing. You you don't you're not helping the greater good right now. You're not achieving something huge, so you don't really need to wake up early you don't need to quit fapping because why, why would you why wouldn't you enjoy yourself you don't need to mm-hmm. quit video games if you don't have a purpose and every single mm-hmm. one of you want to do the opposite of what i just said you want to quit video games you want to quit fapping you want to quit binge eating you want to be at the, the maximum the apex of your self-improvement reaching your potential the only reason you'll be able to do that is when you've got a purpose so josh mm-hmm. what would you say to the guy who hasn't
1: found his purpose yet hasn't found his purpose <clears throat> don't beat yourself up the, the, the first thing that you need to do is experience loads of things so put yourself out there and try things and I think it just starts off with what just starting off with your interests what do you like start there right? and explore because uh, the different the many different ways that people find their purpose so I've been reading the was it the laws of was it laws of human nature and it talks okay. about the different ways that people do so some people get it from like uh, just childhood inclinations there's just something that they just gravitate to so like What's his name? The guy who made Apple, Steve Jobs. For him, it was just always technology. He knew it and he saw it and he's like, yep, this is for me. There was another Russian the- um, theater production guy. He didn't know his purpose till his parents took him out to-, to the theater to see dramas and plays. And he's like, wow, this is for me. And for some people, they have to explore different things. There was one famous Japanese um, director who who for like for like 30 years of his life, he didn't know what he wanted to do. So he did loads of things. He traveled, he tried many different things. And it wasn't until he went to... He was working at some, some random job, some production place. And he saw this director who, were, who was, like, directing a movie so excellently and eloquently, he's like, wow, this looks amazing to me. Let me give that a go. And he became one of the best. I can't remember his name, but it's just about experiencing different things and just pushing this up while you're young. Mm. Travel. Like, talk to people who are excellent in their field and just try things. Because it's just by trying things that you find out what your taste for life is, what your taste is. So doing nothing won't help you.
0: It's so interesting that this is literally all linked. Because listen to what Josh mm. just said. Try things and speak to new people. Mm. You have to pick up this book every like two seconds. Literally, you mm. find your purpose as you speak to more people. Now, of course, your purpose could be something to do with the environment and the animals. Mm. But very, very likely, it's going to be something to do with other people. It might be Mm. with yourself and that's a pretty good purpose, but the best purpose is when you help other people or something bigger than you, the environment or whatever. And you'll, you'll learn what it is as you speak to more people with better social skills, you'll be invited to more events and you'll actually understand like, you know, you're going throughout the day, you end up making a new friend and this friend does volunteering at the homeless shelter. And then there you go, you found your purpose. You're like, oh my God, I've really, really got to help these people. And every day after that, you're going to wake up with a drive and it's going to feel like the best period of life so far because you're finally doing something better than you. And mm. this advice, I know it sounds pretty dumb because quite literally our advice sounds like what your mother t- told you, which is get out of your house and go and try new things. It's so mm-hmm. cliche, but there's a reason mm. why you hear this. and You've heard this advice like a hundred mm-hmm. times so far because trying new things... It, leads you to that moment when you find your purpose you find the hobbies that you're good at you find your strengths and
1: that is mm-hmm. so important as a young man mm-hmm. it's true it's the, it's the truth man new experiences you, you gotta try especially while you're young while there's like like Hamza said before you, you've not really got a lot to lose right now go for things before you before you get you get old and you start getting burdened with responsibilities now's the time to really go out you, know, you need you need the social practice things try things don't be afraid to fail you know what I'm saying it's it's about learning. It's the natural way of life. Mm. Tell us about your play. Tell us, all right, dang, yeah. Plays. So I remember we did one on um, domestic abuse. So we did several. Not all of them went well. But it started off because I remember I used to do drama in high school and college. And I used to write plays. And my mom was like, your plays are really good. And it was at ch- my local church at the time. They're like, you know, why don't, Josh, why don't you do plays? So they're like, yeah, I know you can write plays, Josh, why don't you do one? so we did one the first one we did I think it was on domestic abuse so I wanted to share like uh, the reality of it and how somebody can overcome that situation so me and my friends we got together we wrote it out we got a bit of good music and it, uh, we dimmed the lights and everything and, and we did it and I remember at the end of it like it was it was, it was like the best feeling though people were crying they're like oh I could relate to this man and I was, thinking, I was like oh my brain my brain did this I can do this you know, so it. Uh, but the the thing is, this, is that is the actualization process that did a lot for me, because I like at the time I never thought I could be somebody who could lead people to to like a, to create an ideal, to create a vision. So I had to practice the skills of of sharing the vision, talking to people, trying to keep people accountable. Say, guys, come on time. Let's do this. Let's just communicating with the lighting team, organizing things to, to, to bring it to life. So that did a whole lot for my confidence. Then we did another one a year later which was terrible that one went so badly it, it was horrific um and we did others that went well as well but it, it, it brought me so much joy and it brought me to the the essence of of like what my purpose is to encourage other people and to empower other people so predominantly for me at the moment it's men but at the time i was like i, I just want to encourage and empower people and inspire people and uh, that was the first that was like one of the first channels that i used to do that that's adorable man what happened with that yeah. one that went horrible <laughs> oh. right so it was a oh it was a christmas, it was a christmas one so it was, it was oh, you, christmas
0: must give you some ptsd
1: man <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 of, oh, because you realize i think part of it was maybe it was rushed but also the thing is this like when you're doing plays there's a part of you that... Your ego's attached to it, right? Because it's your name, your thing. So I had the... So bear in mind, right? We've, we've done the successful play prior to this. So I'm, now I'm excited. I'm thinking, bro, I'm going to invite my friends. They're going to come see this thing. I'm going to come see this joint. So um, uh, this time I'm using younger kids. I'm using kids. And I, I'm giving them all the plays and everything. So we're rehearsing. But during rehearsals, people are bickering and fighting. Like the, like those, I think there was one kid who laid hands on another girl, obviously scrapping... So it was interrupting the process of rehearsal. So we're running out of time now. We're running out of time. Then some parents aren't bringing their kids to the rehearsal, so that's stressing me. So I'm having to pay money out of my my own account to Uber the kids to the to the rehearsal. So we're doing this. We're getting close to the time now, and and like not everybody's learned the line, so I'm a little bit concerned. But I'm like, don't worry, man, they'll come through. So this is the night of the show now. The night of the show. One of, the main, one of the main kids, he had an important role to play. And he asked me for this role. So I gave it to him. So I'm like, okay, we're doing the rehearsal. I'm like, okay, all right. So have you learned your lines? The kid's like, I don't know my lines. So I was like, what do you mean you don't know your lines? He's like, oh, I don't know. So now I have to write. Now I have to figure out a way to write his lines on a piece of paper, but not make it look bait that he's reading the lines. So the play starts. So it's like, it's, it's an okay start. It's not good. It's going all right. So this kid comes on. So now he's not learning his lines and he's butchering his lines. It's going terrible. I'm thinking, oh my God, he's messing this up. But it begins to get worse. So bear in mind, all my boys are here now. They're all, they're all watching this. <laughs> so then this lady's in, in the audience as well. as has got this, this unruly little kid that she can't control. So this kid starts wailing. Ah! <laughs> crying. <laughs> I'm just thinking, damn. Something goes wrong with the mics. Uh, bear in because this is rushed. So the person who's controlling the mics loses control of the mic. So now you're losing sound. So this kid's going, ah! Can't, we can't hear the people who are speaking. People are fumbling the lines. And on top of that, people are coming in at the wrong times. So like, uh, because people didn't, like I said, people didn't understand and learn the script, what happens now is that there's a particular scene that's supposed to happen. So the lights black out. We've changed everything. And then the lights come back on. For like a good 30, 45 seconds, nobody comes on. I'm just thinking, oh my God, where are these kids right now? All right? The, it was horrific. When I tell you that everything that could have gone wrong went wrong, it went wrong. And you know what? At the end, I, I'll tell you how I knew it was bad. You know when people don't clap at the end? They'll say, what it was. it was one of those ones where it's like, Da-da-da! we finished. And it was just like. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I was. Living. <laughs> I remember in the back, I was like, "Ah, you kids found me! You've embarrassed me!" And then I remember I had to face my boys at the end, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "They're like, yeah, and no one said anything because they knew it was bad. <laughs> you humiliated. They're like, yeah, just how you got lie to you, friend. <laughs> this is what it is. So it didn't go to plan." And I was really discouraged for like a, a good, maybe I said like a good month or so. I was, I was down about it. But we reflected and then um, we, we did another one that went better. But it, it's part of the process. This is part of like going after your purpose and and, and trying things. Things aren't always going to go well. It's like the first time you ask a girl out and she goes, ha, 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 ha. I'm not interested in you. It, it, it happens, man. But you just got to bounce back. So that's what happened, Hamza. And oh, it was humiliating. It's all on camera as well, but I'm never going to show that. Yeah, send us the link. <laughs> Boys, if you scroll down to the description, I'll, I'll link it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Never that. That's the I so that blow up and become more successful, then I'll show that one. Ripping.
0: <laughs> so I think we'll wrap it up. Now, Josh, let's say a 21-year-old guy has watched mm. this far. He's pretty inspired. He's, he is well into his self-improvement, but it, it boils down to the mindset again his mindset mm-hmm. feeling pretty negative and especially mm-hmm. because of inconsistency it's his productivity his discipline all the success in life it goes up for three days and then he kind mm-hmm. of forgets self-improvement is a thing for like two weeks and then
1: it goes up in mm-hmm. two weeks you know you, you must mm-hmm. have seen this yourself so what would well, you say cool. to him what i say to him i'd say look don't beat yourself down about it like it's happened like i think the one thing that makes it ten times worse is that you judge yourself for it? You judge yourself, and then you're ashamed, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a failure. There's something wrong with me." Get back on the wagon. One thing I'd highly recommend is this: is to get yourself an, a, a mentor, a mentor, or or get yourself some level of accountability on all, because accountability is, I think, is what changes the game, and that's what helped me gain consistency. Just to the, I just at the beginning, it's like the training wheels in the bike. Uh, when I had my mentor, and he was on me, and I was saying, "Oh, have you done this? Have you done that?" It helped me. One thing that you can do if you can't afford a mentor is do, do something that I call severe consequences for failure. So I remember last year when I wanted to discipline myself with my sleeping, I wanted to start waking up at 5 a.m. and I was struggling to do it. So what I did was I, I went on my Instagram and I told everyone, I said, listen, guys, this is what it is. I'm waking up at 5 a.m. every day for the next 30 days. If I fail to do so and, and you don't see me do a little Insta live when I wake up, then I'm going to transfer every single one of you 30 pounds. right?" I I said it a lot like that. So everybody watched the story, and they're like, "Oh, is that what it is?" And people would wake up <laughs> just to see if I woke up at five a.m. Right? So sometimes you, you need those severe consequences of failure. Sometimes you 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 struggle to be inconsistent because there's no there are no repercussions to the failure. Like think about when you go to work. Like sometimes you can you can be up all night playing games on two hours sleep, but you still make it to work. You make it to work because the consequences, like if you fail to go to work, you're about to lose your job. You lose your job, you can't pay your rent. Your landlord's going to kick you up. The consequences. Are. So sometimes you need, you need to put that external pressure on yourself to, to get things done. So I'd recommend severe consequences for failure if you're struggling to keep yourself disciplined. Sometimes you need that.
0: That stuff works. Invest in yourself or some kind of monetary loss for when you mm-hmm. don't do the thing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of research that, that's very promising. Even like, because we, we hate losing money. So the smallest <laughs> amount, one pound, five pounds, you <laughs> do the same thing as Josh. You, you make your social media into your whole accountability partner. Now you've got 50 people who are keeping you accountable and you mm. really, really don't want to lose that money. Mm. Because you wanted it's to true. do this anyway. Okay. They wanted to do this anyway. They wanted the, the, the results of self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And that's that, it. That, that's worth the money by far. And so you're, you're going to find that you're so much more motivated and disciplined when you've got money on the line.
1: Mm, it's true. When there's money on the line, there's something on the line. So, so something extremely painful, like um, like my cousin as well, he plays, well, it's not my cousin, it's, like my, it's, my friend's, it's my brother's little brother. But I just call him my cousin, it's my family. So he plays football, uh, for he plays for the United Academy. So we train together on the field and sometimes to get the best out of him you need to put consequences for failing. So, like, there'll be a challenge where we'll do, like, a little one-on-one thing. And this is a big, massive field around the house. And I was like, okay, like, if, if you if you don't beat me or if you don't get at least this many number of dribbles, you're going to have to hop around this whole field on one leg <laughs> twice. <laughs> he's like, born that. That's a big field. That sounds hella extreme, right? But it works for him. And he works. He grants He grasps because he's thinking, born that. That huge field over there, can't do it. So you sometimes you need that man. You need that that little fire on your on your behinds to get you going. I, honestly,
0: even do I? I've got my behavior tracker on my wall and mm-hmm. one of the things i recently started doing is sending a picture of it at the end of the month to the discord mm-hmm. and to the email. And so mm-hmm. last month, it wasn't looking so great. Like you know, there's a lot of progress, meditated every single day, gratitude journaled mm-hmm. every day apart from one or two days, but I missed quite a lot of my stretch routine, a couple days of push-ups couple Mm -hmm. days of bedtime and so i had Mm -hmm. to send this picture being you know the leader the guy who's the self-improvement like master compared to all of you guys who are following my advice and here i'm sending the Mm -hmm. picture of me not having absolutely fantastic consistency so i sent it and i was like oh fuck i might actually like lose my business here these boys might just like (laughs) look at this guy why are we following his advice he can't even
1: (laughs) 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 and now every single one ticked that's it you say, well, that's it because you're the leader you can't be leading the pack and they're not doing the thing that you preach and um, sometimes you find that the, the cost of self-improvement is a lot man it, it's it's not always easy like being disciplined isn't an easy thing you don't always get it right <laughs> but you need to put the conditions or the parameters in place to make sure that you do succeed so hey it costs a lot to be, to be at the top end you gotta make the sacrifices it is what it is that's gonna be a video of mine soon and mm-hmm. The way
0: I explain it, boys, is that you're making a sacrifice either way. You've been used Mm. to making sacrifices for your future self to to sacrifice your future. And that's Mm. a way, way bigger sacrifice. And now we're sacrificing the easy things. We're sacrificing the chocolate bar and the the video games and the Mm. OnlyFans 2am morning routine. Yeah, Yeah. we're still sacrificing something, but it's for the greater good. Mm. And your future self will thank you for it.
1: He will thank you big time. Because you know, there's nothing worse than like regret or apathy, because, like, don't let this be you, because I know that, I've, I've noticed this as well, even in myself and people that I know, like, you can have an, an like a, an, an attitude of apathy. So that's whereby you, like, you, you pretend that you don't care about things. Like, you see people going after the girls, you're like, doesn't bother me, don't really care about it, why should I try? Well, behind that attitude is just fear. And what what happens with the attitude of I don't care about my future, or things don't really matter, is it bites you. In the backside, years down the line, because years down the line, you realize, oh, damn, my life could have been so much better had I done all these things, had I made the sacrifices. Now there's regret, you know. Now you're trying to play catch up, you know, on things that you knew. You came to this like you, you watched this like Hamz's videos, right? You don't watch the lives, you don't bought the courses, but you've had the chance opportunity to hear all the, to hear all this, and because you've heard all this. You're in a position now where you can make an informed decision. You know better at this point. Yeah. So don't let that be you.
0: Very common when you're mm-hmm. somewhat of a young man, especially if you're in your studies mm-hmm. as well. It's so common to mm-hmm. think, oh, I wish I could go back and just study harder because mm-hmm. I'd, be, I'd have better grades right now. So many mm-hmm. guys say that to me. I wish I could go mm-hmm. back. And I always mm-hmm. ask them the same question. What, what is your future self thinking about you right now? Mm-hmm. Is he thinking the same? Is he thinking like, oh, I wish I could go back, slap some sense into the 22-year-old mm-hmm. me. Like, why are you still, you know, like you, you're literally complaining about your younger self or you are my younger self right now. Mm-hmm. You send some stuff, Set up a nice life for your future self. And that literally is the point of self-improvement.
1: That's it. And it goes back to what you, you talk about a lot on the channel, delayed gratification. <laughs> That'll change your life, guys. Delayed gratification. You realize how much time you actually have. Like now, when you, when you come off social media, you not binging all that, you know, Netflix, you delete your Netflix account, you have a lot of hours in the day. Like, as, like, they're like I don't have time. We all have time. Like, even if you're working a nine to five, well, that's like eight hours of your day gone. I mean, okay, and it may benefit of the doubt for plus two hours, 10. So you've still got another, and then let's minus maybe six hours for sleep, six, seven hours of sleep. Well, what's that, 16, 17 hours gone out of your day? You still have a lot of time to improve yourself, even if it's just one hour a day. It yeah, adds up, man Everything accumulates That's it Josh
0: Absolute pleasure To have you on the podcast And to speak to you again, man Very good. Yeah, man A pleasure, bro Thank you for having me Thank you for inviting me Keep up the good work Thank you Boys If you liked Josh's vibe Because let's be honest This is an enthusiastic Sexy Confident guy <laughs> Intellectual He is massive as well Flex your chest for the boys
1: oh, I love doing a little pig dance <laughs>
0: His content is going to be linked below. His Instagram especially is an absolute gold mine if you're on self-improvement. self improvement, Click on the link and you'll see why. Literally,
1: how many videos you have up now? Bro, there's so many on there now. Hundreds. So many. But I'm going to be uploading some of them on my YouTube mm-hmm. once again. I want to get back on that. But on Insta, nah, I'm, I'm going to be flooding you with content real soon. But at the minute, just one a week for now. It's just, mm. just for now. We've got, we got some things in the storehouse coming. Good, man. Boys description right now,
0: click the links, you'll see his content and I really, really think you're gonna get a lot of value from that. Yep. Yeah, thank you for watching boys. I appreciate that you got this far. Josh, hope you do I hope you take care of yourself and I wish you the best my brother. You too my brother. You can we'll catch you in a bit. Take care man. Peace.